Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Amazing to be back with you guys. Uh, we are looking through the book of Acts. And like last week, Daniel did an amazing, amazing job looking at Acts chapter 5. It was absolutely brilliant. If you missed it, I would say go back and look at it. Um, today, I'm going to be diving into Acts chapter 6. And we're going to be looking at this guy, Stephen, that we meet in this chapter. And he's absolutely phenomenal. Now, I don't know what it was like for you guys growing up. But for me on a Saturday morning, it wasn't like waking up on a Saturday and getting to watch SpongeBob SquarePants on Nickelodeon or jumping over to Disney Channel and like watching That's So Raven, maybe jumping to Nickelodeon and watching SpongeBob SquarePants. All the 90s kids are getting really excited about this. Fairly odd parents, anybody? My parents are aliens. Old people, what did you watch? No one's answering because nobody wants to admit that they're old. But it wasn't like that for me. Growing the the flower what? What even is that? Who watched that? Oh, in the back we've got one. Can I can I get can I get another one? Oh, amazing! Look at that. No, but for me, I would wake up on a Saturday morning and my mum had my cartoon set out. It was on TBN at 10 p.m. Uh, at 10 a.m. and I was watching Greatest Heroes of the Bible. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Charlton Heston. Is it? Yeah. So he would like present the show and he'd be ready. Be like, oh, kids, today we're going to be looking at this hero. And I will never forget the day that we looked at Stephen's story because it was like, mom, this is really intense for 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, but you know what? The little Bible character in Greatest Heroes of the Bible was my first crush. He would sing songs about the story and I used to really love him. He was great. But yeah, um, there's this episode where we look at the story of Stephen. And when I was younger, I was like, whoa, this guy is absolutely incredible. And I'll getting to read his story even more like and as an adult you're like wow this guy is phenomenal and there's so much that we can learn from this guy that we see here in chapter six um so i'm going to read you guys our passage and i'm going to read from uh yeah i'm just going to read the, the, the bit that we're going to focus on so it says this it says in those days when the number of disciples was increasing the hellenistic jews among them complained against the hebraic jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food so the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of god in order to wait on tables. I love that. Uh, brothers and sisters, choose seven men among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, and Antioch, a convert to Judaism. Whew, there we go. The names are out of the way. Uh, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. So jumping into a little bit of the context of what's happening here, we're seeing a little bit of growing pains amongst the believers, the early church. And what we're seeing here is a mixture of two people coming together in one community, right? You've got the Hellenistic Jews and these, they, these Jews were basically people that were born outside of like um Israel sort of like situation they their native language was Greek and they followed a lot of the cultures of like Greek whereas you've got the Hebraic Jews who were like Hebrew Jews who spoke Amara uh, 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 
Here we go. Aramaic. I can't say it. Aramaic. There you go. They spoke Aramaic and they really kept the values and traditions of like the Hebrews. And so what you've got, you've got them coming together here and it wasn't anything intentional or like beefy that they were being left. Um, the, the widows of the Hellenistic Jews were being left out. It would have just been really unintentional because you've got a large group of people here. You've got tens of thousands of people in one place and it wasn't even like that at all and what we see is like this situation is starting to grow and so the the apostles are trying to figure out how can we sort this out how can we make sure that there's peace amongst other believers so they appoint um seven men who are full of the spirit full of wisdom to be able to take care of this whole situation and i love that they do this so that the gospel can continue to spread it is absolutely incredible and this is where we meet our guy this is where we meet Stephen, right and there are things that I described about Stephen that I feel like we're able to learn from it. He's a man who had a lot of godly character. And the first thing that we hear about Stephen is this, is that he was a man who was full of the Holy Spirit. And this was the requirement for the seven men that were going to be selected to oversee the tables. It's not just as simple as like waiting on food. Like the, the apostles aren't being like really bougie, like, oh, this is beneath us. We don't want to do this. It's actually a big responsibility. They're having to look after so many different people and they want to make sure that it's being done well. You know, it, the thought that people are being left out is like so like, oh, we don't want to do that. This is not what we're about. Like we're a family. They did not want to do that. So they wanted to sort it out. And one of the requirements for the people who was going to do this was to be, a person who was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Stephen was appointed by the rest of the followers in his own community, right? How incredible is that? When they thought of seven people who were filled with the Spirit, he's straight up there on that list. And it says this, and Paul tells us in, in Galatians 5.22, like um, what it looks like, a sure sign of somebody being filled with the Spirit. He tells us walking in step with the Spirit will produce love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. This is what people saw when they looked at him. This is what people saw day to day and in, in, in the way that he went about his, his day to day sort of like situations. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. When it came to choosing somebody, he's straight up there first on the list. Now, I don't know if that was intentional, but I feel like Luke was a very intentional guy when he wrote the Bible. And he even describes that Stephen, a man full of the Holy Spirit, he is appointed right there. And the original word, in the Greek that, that, that describes full there can actually be seen to mean completely under the influence of. Completely under the influence of. Stephen was completely under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stephen was controlled by the Holy Spirit. How mad is that? How crazy is that? Um, and this is the thing about Stephen. This is why people were able to notice this about them. And it's absolutely incredible. And you look at that, you're like, okay, cool. If Stephen was under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what's the opposite of living under the influence of the Holy Spirit? And when we read a little bit earlier in Galatians, um, it tells us that actually the flesh is the flesh. It's living under the influence of the flesh. And in verse 17, Paul says, the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. So there are two things that we can live under the influence of. We can live under the influence of the Holy Spirit or we can live under the influence of our flesh. And what does it produce when we're living under the influence of our flesh? In Galatians 5.19, Paul says again, the results are very clear. It leads to sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, 
outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness and wild parties and so on, things like that. I mean, when you read the two lists, compare the two, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Do you see this in your life? Because people saw this in Stephen's life. Do you see this in your life or do you actually (laughs) relate more to the other list? Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, all of this stuff. When you analyze the situation, where do you fall under? Whose influence are you under? What influence are you under? And you look at Steve and you're like, whoa, I want to be a person who's filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be a person who's living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And we can see that it wasn't just Steve and it's also these seven other guys. But as we read this story, we can actually see that it's also just the group of believers. They were, they were living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You've got a situation here that has the potential to explode and cause so much division and quarreling. And you've got the Hellenistic Jews who bring up, guys, this is what's happening. You know, we're feeling left out. This is what's going on. You've got the Hebrew Jews. They, they sort of like respond and they're like, oh, you know what? We're, we're really sad that this is happening. This is not what we want. The apostles respond. They're like, yeah, we need to do something about this. Do you know that the seven men that are actually appointed all have Greek names? which can actually show us that they were also Hellenistic Jews. How mad is that? At the sight of injustice, they appoint somebody who was going to be able to see exactly what is going on. This is how they responded. And it's not because of anything other than they were living under the influence of the Holy Spirit, a situation that could have caused quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, division, envy, ends up producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These were people who were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what we love about looking at the example of the early church. We can learn so much from them. What's going on in our day today, within the message, within our local churches? How are we responding to things? Are we being filled with the Spirit? And the result of when things like this get sorted is that the gospel spreads. The gospel continues to spread. We're not meant to be sidetracked by all these different things. We should be fully and completely under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stephen was that guy. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it was evident in his life and in the life of the believers. What is evident in your life? You know, I was chatting to uh, my friend Joy not that long ago, and I was just talking about some of the stuff that was going on. I was like, oh, man, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like that. And she just went, it's just really um, a reflection of just where you're at with Jesus and where you're walking with him. And I was like, oh. Like, just wanted a little pat on the back, you know, a little flat white, a little oat milk flat white, you know. Then I got a rebuke in the middle of Nando's. But I was like, it's so true when you are living closely with Jesus. And I had to stop and think about it. I was like, yeah, when I am living closely with Jesus, the emotions that come out of me, they're not the ones that are ruling me. It's actually his spirit gives me gentleness, gives me patience, gives me joy in the middle of like craziness. You know, at Prayer Day, we were singing that, that song, a Firm Foundation. And it's like, Christ is my firm foundation. I've got peace that makes no sense. This is what Jesus does in our lives when we're walking with him closely. I love that the header in, in that Galatians passage, it literally says walking in step with the Spirit. It's a daily thing that we get to do. We need to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. 
We also see that because Stephen was living under the influence of the Holy Spirit, that he was a man who was full of wisdom and power. Like, how amazing is that? And again, this is one of the reasons why he was selected. They wanted to pick somebody who, who, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, but also has wisdom, skill, the skill to do what he's been asked to do, right? So he had the skill to be able to, to look after. He's not just handling anything light here. You, again, like I think MacArthur was talking about there might have been like about 30,000 different people. I didn't really look into the number, but the number was vast. People were becoming Christians all of the time. And this was a large group of people for, for the seven of them to really be distributing all this stuff to. You know, you think of what Daniel was talking about Ananias and Sapphira people who who actually were lying to the Holy Spirit what would it look like if they were put in place to charge this how mad is that just think about it they wanted to pick people who have godly character who are going to look after this while you've got the wisdom and the skill to do this and they pick Stephen and, and, and the rest of the guys you see we see that he's got wisdom we jump to to verse um to verse nine and he's in this situation where he's preaching the word of God, not only was he looking after the needy, but he wasn't neglecting the preaching of the gospel. And he was preaching the word of God amongst other like Jews near the synagogues and stuff like that. And, and he runs into some opposition and he's preaching the gospel. And verse 10 tells us that the guys that were there could not stand up against the wisdom or that the spirit gave him as he spoke. That can go over your head. We're talking educated people here. You know, for us, like we, we memorize John 3.16 and we, we, we have that. You know, some of us have tattoos of it. Like, it's great. You know, we love the words for God so loved the world. You know, it's amazing, right? We memorize this stuff and it's great. And it's so good. And if that's what you have capacity for, you can remember one thing from the Bible and it truly bears fruit in your life and you're living out that. That is amazing. But if you're capable of, of actually sitting there and meditating and, and getting God's word in more and more, you need to do it that, this is what these these guys did these Jewish people that were in and around the synagogue do you know that Paul most likely was one of the guys that was there it says that there were Jews from Cilicia which is where Paul was from Paul was most likely there this guy is so smart but I wonder if at the time he couldn't stand against the wisdom that Stephen was bringing because Stephen's wisdom was because of the Holy Spirit Paul hadn't met the Holy Spirit how mad is that to think the guy who gives us so much wisdom in the New Testament couldn't stand up against the wisdom them of this guy he was probably like 25 or like really young or whatever we're not told whether he was smarter we're not told whether he was more educated but we are told that because of the spirit it gave him wisdom that the other guys could not come against that is incredible how mad is that these are people that are educated who know their stuff and they cannot stand up against the wisdom of God and God says that that wisdom is open to each and every single one of us how mad is that? I wonder if Stephen, when he was in front of all these people, he was thinking of, of maybe the words that he would have heard the apostles sharing amongst each other stories of what Jesus said and, and some of the stuff. And you jump back to Luke 12, verses 11 to 12, and it says, When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. It's the result of him walking in step with the Holy Spirit, daily being led by him, fully dependent on him, even for the very wisdom that comes out of his mouth. Holy Spirit can give wisdom. Jesus doesn't want to withhold this from us. If any of you lacks wisdom, James tells us, ask and God will give it to us. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? 
What would it look like for us and the different things that we do throughout the message to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be moving in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit as we stand up and we speak to, to kids in schools, as we go into prisons, as, as we minister or go around near the cafes and the groceries? What would it look like for us to be moving in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit? What would it look like for us to go in the power of the Holy Spirit? Again, this chapter tells us that Stephen was a man who, who, who was full of God's power. He was performing signs and miracles and wonders. He was going in the power of God. What would it look like for us to do that? How amazing would that be? You know, yesterday, Andy gave me um, a lift home from uh, Genetic Sessions, Andy Wells, and the guys had been uh, back in school that day. Um, and I was so excited to hear how it was and how it went. And it was amazing. One of the things that happened was Andy basically became a, like a Church of England, uh, sort of like, I don't know, are they priests? And he ended up uh, administrating communion. They were looking, They were looking for one man who was full of the Spirit full of the spirit, full of wisdom, you know, full of faith to, to administrate communion. He basically only went to ask if he could help by like bringing out some tables and he ended up literally giving out the communion to these kids. He had no idea what he was doing, had no clue what was happening, you know, and then they're like, if they don't want to participate, you just sort of like give them like a little blessing. So he's looking over, these guys are just like, you know, bless you, oh, bless you. And he's like, this is a moment for me to move in the power of the Spirit. This is a moment for me to move in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And he began to speak words over these young people. His land was queuing up because he was choosing to speak words over these young people. And he was like, these young people probably have never really heard much of that over them. Never really heard somebody just look them in the eye and say, God loves you. God sees this in you. Like, how amazing is that? You know what? Andy may never see the result of what he did yesterday. But I know for a fact that young people's lives will change forever because they had a revelation of who Jesus Jesus is as he moved in the power and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. This is what we get to do in the stuff that we do for God, guys. We get to move in the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I guess I was thinking about this as well. I was like, wow, Stephen did, did so many like things within this passage that we see off. You know, he's described in so many amazing ways, full of the Spirit, full of wisdom, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, again, full of God's grace and power. Look at the way that he's described, man. It's insane. It's so amazing. Like, what would it look like for us to be described as people who did that? You know, Stephen was able to be somebody who was filled with the Holy Spirit, moving power, moving wisdom, because he was a man who was full of faith. He was a man who was full of faith. And that's what verse 5 tells us. You know, Stephen, later on in, in chapter 7, and Ben Jack will talk to us about this next week, will go in front of the Sanhedrin, in front of the council, and, and give this incredible gospel preach where he just preaches the word of God. I wonder if he knew that was probably the last time he's ever going to speak. I wonder if he knew that was literally it. That's it for you, bro. I wonder if he knew that. And he spoke out anyway. He spoke out anyway because he had full faith in who God is. In a moment, we're going to sing this song, So Will I. And as the words come up, I want you guys to be reflecting on what it's saying about God, what it's saying about who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Stephen understood this. 
Stephen understood this. He believed God to be the ruler and the creator of the universe. I'm paraphrasing from the stuff that he says in chapter 7, you know. He, he, he believed that God was a good God who set an incredible rescue plan in motion to save us from our brokenness. You know, in spite of our shortcomings and our sinful nature, God rescued us. He recognized that Jesus was the Messiah, the one through who God's like amazing grace would come through so much more that he would actually have grace for the people who were stoning him. He praised God, forgive them, let the sin not be counted against them how mad is that he's a man who understood God's grace he was full of it so much that it would pour out even in, in the highest moment of suffering for him he believed in God's amazing rescue plan and how it would be completed you know whether that day was his last or not I genuinely believe that he believed Jesus died and rose again. He believed Jesus was with him, empowered him through his spirit. Even when things didn't look great, he believed God could work all things as part of his glorious plan. With this in mind, with this in mind, the last verse tells us that people were looking at him when he was arrested and he's in this court. Now people are looking at him and he's radiating. His face is like an angel. His face is like an angel. He's radiating the peace that, that is from within him, the peace which surpasses all understanding. Here's a man on trial. It's not looking good, and yet people look at him, and the Bible tells us that his face is like an angel. You think of Moses coming down from Mount Sinai after having spent all of this amazing time in God's presence. He's reflecting God's glory so much so that people couldn't look at him. I mean, man, Stephen hasn't even gone up the mountain for days. <laughs> He hasn't done that because Stephen knows that God's presence lives within him. He's a carrier of the presence of God, which is a gift that we get today as followers of Jesus. Because of what he's done for us, our bodies are now the dwelling place of God's presence. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Are we filled with faith for that? Are we living under the influence of the faith that comes from with that? Because that's what Stephen was living with. You know, Stott points out that God's blessing was on Stephen. And he says it's evident throughout the power of his ministry, his irresistible wisdom, and his shining face. And his shining face were all tokens of the favor of God resting upon him. What a phenomenal guy that we can learn from. What a phenomenal guy that we can learn from. And when we read his speech in chapter 7, we don't read like, you know, when, when, when Peter and the disciples go out and they preach the gospel in Acts chapter 1 and, and so many people are added to the faith. Stephen's literally stoned and we don't hear any recorded responses of the gospel in that moment. We don't hear anything. But you know who was there that day? Saul was there. He would later become Paul. I wonder how much of an influence that day had on him. You know, MacArthur jokes about how, um, <laughs> about how what kind of hat, what kind of crown Stephen would, would get in heaven because we don't see any recorded response. Would he just get a cap? Is that what he would get? Or would he get what Andy was talking about, like that Roman helmet with that big thing with all these names on it? He's, he's part of the reason why we're here today. You know, when Stephen gets martyred, it means um, after that, the church would go through so much persecution and believers would be scattered all over the world and the gospel spreads. What the enemy meant for harm turns out for good and, and we see the gospel spreading all over. This guy may not have seen this, but man, he knew and he believed that. I genuinely believe that he knew and he believed that God was working out for good everything that was happening. I believe that he knew that God would spread his gospel, that the message of the gospel was going to go out and transform lives. And there we get Paul and his story. I wonder how many times he thought of this day in his walk with God. 
what if that was all that we got to do? <laughs> what if that, that's all that we got to see in our ministries and whatever God calls us to? Would we have faith to know that God is good? Would we have faith to know that God is amazing and he's working out something that is bigger than us? Would we trust in him? Would we be full of faith for what he's doing? I love this guy, man. And I guess today I really wanted to encourage us to be people who are full of God's spirit, full of his wisdom, living under the influence of the Holy Spirit daily. It looks like coming to God daily and spending time with him, walking with him. Jesus tells us that we can ask for his spirit. He promises to give us his spirit. You know, we can be people who are full of God's wisdom. For everything that we have to do, we can be full of his wisdom as we read his word and we learn who he is, as we learn about the salvation that he set in motion. All these things will give us wisdom. It comes from God. It comes from knowing him. Full of God's grace and power. You know, the grace that God has extended to us, we can extend to other people freely. We can move and walk in his power as well as we walk with him daily. And man, how amazing were the things that we get to see Jesus do in and through us. Let's be people who are like Stephen. Let's seek God daily and let's be filled with his spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we get, to, we get to see all these different examples in the Bible, God, of people who were able to just follow you in such an incredible way. Thank you, Jesus, for Stephen. Thank you, God, for all that he did for the early church. Thank you, Jesus, that, yeah, that through his example, we can see what it looks like for, for us to be filled with your spirit, to walk in step with you daily. God, would we walk in step with you daily? Lord, where we've been living under the influence of anything else, our flesh and all that kind of stuff, God, we just, we give that stuff up today. We say, Holy Spirit, we want to we wanna live under your influence. We want you to guide us and lead us. Would you fill us with your wisdom today? Would you fill us with your wisdom today? Would you fill us with your power today? Would you fill us with your grace, Lord Jesus? Would we feel it even in the ordinary things that we have to do, just like Stephen, just ordinary dis distributing stuff day to day? Would we be able to work and move in the power of your spirit, even just for the ordinary things? Because we believe that you can turn the ordinary into extraordinary, Jesus. As we come into contact with people, would, would we leave them with, with a fresh taste of your Holy Spirit? Would we leave them with a fresh taste of your Holy Spirit? Help us, Jesus. Transform us today, God, with your power, with your word. Amen. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast, where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>